Welcome to Psych Talk. I am your host, Jessica Lee, a licensed clinical psychologist. It is my mission to motivate, inspire, and educate you on everything psychology, mental health, and self-growth. Although topics discussed on this podcast are similar to therapy, Psych Talk is not a replacement for therapy and is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Whether you are a mental health professional or student in the social science field, are interested in psychology and mindset shifts, or are just interested in gaining skills and knowledge to grow into the best version of yourself, this podcast is for you. My hope is to provide you with knowledge and skills that you can implement in your daily life that add up to make a big impact. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to Psych Talk. I am so excited that you are here for episode 100. When I started this podcast, I had no idea what I was doing, and I can't believe episode 100 is here. So when I was thinking about what I wanted to do for episode 100, I wanted to do something special, and I am currently sitting at the table with four of my previous guests, and I thought there would be nothing better than have them all back on, and we do a fun Q&A. So thank you to everybody that submitted your questions. So I am sitting here with Kristen, Janelle, Kristen, and Bobby, and I'm going to have them introduce themselves, but hopefully you already know them from their past episodes. I'll make sure to link those in the show notes, but thank you all for doing this. And can you all introduce yourselves briefly for the listeners? Hi, I'm Kristen. I'm not your average therapist. Oh, I'm Janelle. I am... Janelle. <laughs> Headache. <laughs> Great to meet you. How am I going to follow that one up? Um, I'm Dr. Christine Casey. I'm a clinical psychologist. And I am Bobby Davis, and I am mind.full.bobby. So we're just going to jump into some questions, and we're just going to kind of like go with the flow. This is just very casual. So the first question we got was, how can those in emotionally demanding professions take care of themselves right now? So I'll let whoever has a good response answer. <laughs> That's such a good question. And I, I think sometimes it's hard to allocate time. And when we don't have enough time, we feel like, oh, we can't prioritize it because of our time restraints. So I always like to look at this from a perspective of how can I create habits that I could do while I'm working or while I'm in therapy or while I'm doing my job to make it easier for me to come home and be able to unwind. So like really attending to the moment, deep breathing, little things that you could do. At least that's from my perspective. It obviously doesn't, um, it doesn't get rid of the stressors, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, because most people, if they had solutions, they would take up those solutions and get rid of the stressor. But, um, yeah, just being mindful and uh, doing a lot of deep breathing. At least that's what I do. I always tell people to go back to the basics. Make sure you're brushing your teeth, yeah. showering, eating, washing your face, because that is self-care, and those are the first things to go. Um, but as we have all said multiple times on this trip, we feel so much better after taking a shower. <laughs> yeah, so said that so many times. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, that first day. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just need a shower. So even if, like, those are all that – you can get in I think it's important to make sure you're doing those things yeah I like to uh, have a perspective shift when it comes to self-care um, and making it a non-negotiable like this is something that I can't pass up on because if I pass up on it then I am going to 
you know, deplete my energy, my comp will be empty, and I don't have much left to give to, you know, others or myself when I'm at that point. So, you know, like, this is something I have to do. Um, just like the, the basics, right, with, you know, hygiene when we're able, eating when we're able, drinking water when we're able, all of those things, because I know they're not all easy for everyone. But, um, yeah, trying to make it something that you know that you have to do because you know the repercussions if you don't. And we all know Krista doesn't drink water. I'm just going to say it. Not even a little bit. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Kristen doesn't even take care of herself half Listen. the time. So I don't even have any answer for this. At least I like, drink water. Because I'm like, what What do I do? Nothing. No, but I bet you do, though. Because oh, I, I totally do. I, because I bet there's things like, you know, I think it's little things as well, like whilst, whilst you're in work. So, like, relying on your colleagues. You know, mm. you, you don't have to do everything yourself all yes. the time. Like, Wait, there you are don't? always people there. No, Kristen, you do not. <laughs> but there's always people there to help, you know? Yes, and like for sure. I think it's, like, our responsibility in these kinds of professions, like to use like spaces like supervision you know mm-hmm. to be able to like work through things and offload when you need to and, mm-hmm. and cry in the shower and cry in the and shower in the that's shower. what I'm good at and I would say like even from I mean I'm in a supervisor position and so like being able to have that space like you said Bubby like having a supervisor where you can actually say like hey I'm burning out hey I'm crispy hey this is heavy and this is, and that's something that I try to cultivate with, with my staff is I, I am here to listen. It doesn't matter if you're getting crispy. I want to know that you're burning out. I want to know that you're drained. I want to know these things because then I can say, okay, what am I not doing as a supervisor to help offset that? Or what can I do as a supervisor to offset that? Yeah, I am the same as a supervisor as well because I always think that sometimes my supervisees can sometimes be a bit like, oh, you know, this is what I've done and like try and kind of please a little Mm -hmm. bit. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of like, right, let's just, I can tell that you're a bit stressed. Like, let's just, you know, let's go back to basics. Let's talk about how you're actually doing. And I think it is, like, our responsibility as well as supervisors and supervisees yes. to use the space appropriately. Mm-hmm. And as we're all sitting here together, I think another thing, and this is a reminder for myself, too, is, like, if in your job you have time off, take it. Oh, yeah. And, like, unplug <laughs> from work. Take that space. I mean, we have all taken off time to, to be here, and I know how many times we've said, like, it's much needed and I think a lot of times, especially in emotionally demanding professions, we feel like, well, if we go on vacation, our clients won't have us or our patients won't mm-hmm. have us or things like that. But like Janelle was saying earlier, like you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. So take your time off, yeah, especially yeah. if you have it. So what you're mm-hmm. saying is even after I'm taking a full week off. You should take more. That I still have five <laughs> weeks of PTO left. <laughs> yeah. Five weeks of PTO <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It is hard to break away, though. It yeah. really is hard to break away. And, like, just like you said, it's you wonder about your clients because we care. Yeah. You know, like, you just really care about people. So I always wonder, like, oh, are they okay? How are they doing? People are really strong. Mm-hmm. They're, they'll be good. But, yeah, we deserve to have some time, too. And boundaries. Ooh, oh, boundaries. Yeah. Ooh, yes. boundaries, too. Yes. Okay, so the next question is, what is one thing you wished was more normalized for therapists in the mental health profession? 
Who wants to go first? Like everyone's Which like, hot take? Oh, yeah. Well, we're all locked so. and loaded. Oh god, sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, no boundaries. Yeah, definitely. I think that's definitely something that we, yeah, we all should have. We all are entitled to have. Um, yeah, Rafa. I think boundaries are important. Um, I I wish that therapists being in therapy was more normalized mm-hmm. um, during my grad program. I'm a psychologist, right? So we have our doctorate and all that stuff, and we have to do supervision, and we have to do consultation. My program didn't require therapy, but I felt like I grew so much as a clinician being in my own therapy. And I just, not everybody needs therapy, but I felt like I didn't want to tell anybody about it when I was in my grad program because I was like, oh, my gosh, they're going to think I don't have it together. Who the hell has it together in grad school? Nobody, right? So I think it's it just pushes people further apart when they can't align on that. Um, yeah. So I wish that was more normalized. Yeah, and on that note, I mean, the same kind of message, but, like, just how we are normal people Mm -hmm. with imperfections and flaws and quirks, and, you know, Mm -hmm. that's totally okay. Like, we can show our human side as well. Like, we don't have to be, like, a robot sitting in front of someone, you know, just going through the motions. Like, we can bring ourselves into Mm -hmm. that session. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I can help you work through something that I'm struggling with myself, and it's not that, um, you know, we're still effective in helping people even if we're struggling with a specific thing ourselves, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like... a cool piece of it. Yeah, because I feel like there's this perception that, like, it then makes you not impartial, but, mm-hmm. you know, that, that to me is just... Yeah, I think it's really powerful okay. to struggle with the same things that your clients are struggling with. I'm like, oh, wow. I have that come up all the time. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Little do they know. <laughs> right? And I'm like, okay, like, I'll tell people certain things in certain instances when it's appropriate. But, you know, other things, I'm just like, I want to tell you, but I should not. But it does. It wouldn't help. So yeah, I'm gonna mm-hmm. keep that one to myself. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, same. <laughs> <laughs> And it helps you relate to your client more as well when you're sitting there going, oh, yeah, like, I, Mm -hmm. yeah, know how you feel. Mm -hmm. Because I'm looking back on, like, before I became a psychologist, and I'm like, oh, yeah, all therapists have it all together. They're perfect. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, Mm -hmm. plot twist. (laughs) (laughs) Reverse, reverse. (laughs) Put it in reverse. (laughs) I mean, I think everything you all said that we're we're human, Um, we have our own struggles, we also go to therapy. I think we make mistakes. And I, I think that's important. That was normalized for, like, our clients to know. But also, like, for us to know. Like, it's okay to make mistakes because that's how you grow. Because I know, like, for me, this is me talking to myself. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> oh, I can't, like, make this mistake because X, Y, or Z will happen. Or so-and-so will think this of me. And, like, being human, we're flawed. Flawed people that's what I was trying to say and we make mistakes and that's part of growth and learning I think the key is like being human isn't unethical it's not inherently unethical and I think that there's always that balance of like am I being ethical like you were saying like with self-disclosure and like with struggling with a client and like it's perfectly fine if you're able to maintain your objectivity obviously right so it's normal and it's okay hello Would you like to learn to meditate? Or perhaps you've meditated for quite some time. I started around 50 years ago. As you know, meditation is good for lots, including stress reduction, letting go of anxiety, 
self-exploration, and ultimately awakening. If meditation or awakening interests you, check out my podcasts on Awakening Together with William Cooper. All of them are free. Both the description and the link are in the show notes of this podcast. So the next question, how do you balance being a therapist and a content creator? I don't. (laughs) I don't. I I mean, I, I don't know if anybody, but I like work a full time Mm -hmm. job, 40 hours, if not more a week Mm -hmm. on top of being a mom. And a content creator. So I, like, just don't... Ha- I don't have hobbies. <laughs> but Content, content creating is my hobby. Yes. Like, I don't I do not do much for that, like, for myself outside of that. Like, But I also find content creating enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, I'll take off of work. Like, I did that a couple weeks ago. I took a Friday off of work and literally spent all day creating content. Um... And so, yeah, that's kind of how I balance it. Do you know what I have learned, though, right, is that, like, I, so when I first started out, I was, like, highly motivated. I was posting, like, all the time. I was filming all the time. I was, like, into it. And then I I slowly realized that I was kind of, like, burning out with it. And Mm -hmm. I was almost, like, punishing myself for it. Like, oh, my God, I need, like, where's my creative flow gone? And the more I was doing that, the less creative I felt. So... I have just kind of learned now to go with the ebbs and flows of my creativity. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes I'm in a lull, and that's okay. I just won't create as much then, you know? And then sometimes it kind of, my flair comes back, and I'm like, right, okay, I'm going for it again. And that's okay, you know? Mm -hmm. We're we're doing this for us, and also because, like, you know, we want to help people. So... I love that you said that, though, and I love your framing on that, because if you're creative and you go with the flow, then your content is authentic, and if it's authentic, it's true from you, and then the what you're putting out there is real, you know what I mean? And I think that's important, too. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and that type of content is usually received better by, you know, the viewers or your community. Like, and it's hey, real. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. real, and people notice that. It's very, very clear when it's real and when it's you know, feeling forced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll even say like, you know, I'll get, I'll hop on my Instagram stories and be like, Hey, like I'm not posting as much at recently. And it's because of this, you know, like I'm yeah. honest about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that, like you say, it's relatable for people. Yeah. So yeah, you're I'm, really good at that though, Janelle, like you're really good at like identifying those like creative moments and just kind of leaning in and like making time, but, like yeah. I, just between our conversations. Yeah. We've talked about this a lot. And if, I'm feeling it, I will do it, and if I'm not feeling it, I will not. I feel like um, with being a content creator and just being someone who's trying to build, like, a community or platform on the internet, you can hear all these rules about, like, this is when you need to post, this is how often you need to post, this is what you need to do, and you have to do this and this and this and this, and it's just... I don't know if I'm allowed to say shit, but it's bullshit. (laughs) Um, So I think what was really freeing for me is, like, realizing that these are all, like, you know, extra boxes in a way that I'm trying to fit myself into yet again, right? Where, like, these are the rules, you have to follow it to have success, and I stopped listening to all of that, and I just literally lean into creating when I'm up for it, and I don't Mm -hmm. when I'm not, and I have fun, and it's worked out really well for me, so I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, I'm I'm similar. Like I felt 
the pressure, like Bobby said, to just like put out content. And so I'm very much like I find like an audio, find some inspiration and then I'll like make posts and maybe I'll make a few batch them and then post them. And that's the other thing, like Kristen said earlier, you know, working a full time job and also being a mom and a wife and all of these things, you know, for me, what works best is like finding those pockets of time, whether it's like I get home from work and I tell my husband, okay, I have two TikToks I need to record. I'm going to do it quickly before dinner. Or like when my daughter is taking a nap on a Saturday, I will like record in those pockets of time um, or like before work and just finding like quick pockets of time. Um, And I think that goes to also letting go of that like perfectionism or needing the content to look like a certain way because I used to like put on makeup (laughs) or a certain outfit or re-record and now I'm like... This idea came. I haven't showered in two days, but I'm going to make it. There's filters for that. But, but you know what? Sometimes, though, those videos actually do better. Oh, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, it's always my, poor lighting. Yeah. You look like shit. You totally. stumble over your words. You're not making it's, it It's like it always have. That's why I just do one and dones now. It's very rare that I re-record because yeah. I just, I'm over it. And but it like, saves it was, time. It like, it does. Um, and that goes back to what you were saying about, like, the humanness and, like, showing up. Yeah. Authentically. Some of my best videos have been filmed in the car, I'm not gonna lie. Like <laughs> obviously stationary. <laughs> As I've been like parked somewhere. I'm not like driving whilst filming TikToks or anything. But um but yeah, some of my like most viral videos have been like just ones that I've filmed in the car, just mm-hmm. like going mm-hmm. between, you know. Oh absolutely. <laughs> Anything else anybody wants to say on that? Um I don't know. I just feel, I feel like the balance is difficult, but I think it feel kind of what Kristen um, was saying in the beginning, like it's so much fun for me um, and like a hobby of mine to create that I don't really feel like it is work and I, it, I do it as like a hobby and self care. So uh, the balance um, feels like generally like natural for me. Like I'll just, you know, like, you know, work 40 hours, all that fun stuff, right? And then, you know, do this in between and before and after and whenever I have time. And if it's ever feeling like it's too much or I'm too overwhelmed, just again, like prioritizing myself mm-hmm. and just continuing to have that awareness, checking in and checking in with you guys too. Like, you know, hey, where are we at on this? Are you having this experience? Um, Anybody having a Minty B? Yeah. For people, uh, yeah. I feel like that's very, very helpful as well. Um, like just checking in on the people who are in the in the same boat as you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and do you know what? That's a big thing that we haven't actually touched on is like yeah. the um, like the camaraderie between all of us. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're the shit. Too. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're all so cool. <laughs> like, to bump each other up too. Mm-hmm. It's just been the most like beautifully supportive experience meeting everybody you know yeah definitely because this has yeah. kind of like boosted my motivation once again Aww. you know so like yay oh what a lovely message <laughs> did you just inspire yourself are we just having an emotional moment <laughs> are we connecting <laughs> I'm, what's that audio i'm having a moment i'm having a moment <laughs> Well, and I think that's important. Like, I, some of the like the friendships and relationships that I've built just through this stupid app. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm sitting in a room with four people that two years ago, literally, mm-hmm. I had no idea who they were. And now they're some of, like, 
the people I trust the most in my life. And so, like, it's crazy that, like, in two years, like, how, how much that can change. So, like, Bobby, you were my first friend on TikTok. Jess, I started talking to you soon after, so we're hitting two years. Janelle, I started talking to you in, like, the fall of 2020. And Kristen, I've only known you for, like, a year. Yeah. It's only been and, a year. But, like, you guys are, like, important people in my life. And I couldn't <laughs> imagine, like, life without you guys. All right, oh. I'm leaving because I'm going to cry. So. <laughs> and so, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy that, that something as stupid as, like, a social media app has been, like, hey... Like, don't get me wrong, like, the journey of TikTok has been really great, but the relationship that it's built with people, like, is even better. Yeah. Like, I've learned so much on top of it yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that I've been even, even able to change my own practice mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, TikTok. Thanks, TikTok. I literally flew to another country. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see you guys. You're, you're out here invested. Like, like literally. She's fiscally like, invested. I am only here commitment. to see you guys. I like, that's it. it. Yeah. Yeah, I just never knew, like, a community like this existed. Like, mm-hmm. when I saw... Because you... Jess, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I remember... Oh, my gosh. I was so dumb when I messaged you. I was like, she's famous. Oh, my God. I literally messaged... She was my first friend. Technically, my first contact so on social media. And I was like, I love what you're doing. I seriously love what you have going on. Like, can you give me information about, like, how you started? And, can and we, we be besties? And we, I basically was like, will this girl like me and be my best friend? But anyways... <laughs> So we talked and I like just didn't realize that there was a community. I mm-hmm. just thought people just push out content. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. just been really cool. I wish I asked that question last because like <laughs> that was such like, and now I'm going to be like, end the next question. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was, I, I kind of wish I asked that last, but I didn't know what was going to turn into that. But I think that's a good thing as well. Like the community and that helps with content creation, whether it's like. And life. Well, and, and life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like sending each other like hey this is my idea what what wording should i use or like hey can you vet this because i don't know how this is going to go over and yeah. is this as funny as i think it is yeah. it's always funny if it's janelle <laughs> i laugh at my own tiktoks watches her own videos and laughs and then shows me and i'm like you're actually really funny but like and then i'll do it like five minutes later <laughs> I'm like, Janelle, just, are you still watching your video over I've heard it loop 12 times? It's the same audio. So the thing is, I do this with mine. It's like, I, no, no, I think I'm really funny, but no one else does. Oh I think like, we're, we're the same. Goes down like a lead balloon. I'm like, oh my God. that was funny though, right? Yes. No, that wasn't funny. It's, it was funny to a niche of people, and those are the people I was wanting to reach. So you just stop asking them, start asking me, and they always say yes. <laughs> I will so post it, because I find it funny. Good. That's all that That's all that matters. Okay, well, now that we just had our little, like, emotional love fest, <laughs> um, we got a couple questions, like, about this, so I'm going to try to turn it into one, but... Um, asked about each of our favorite therapy styles and explain it or talk about it favorite mental theory framework something along those Mine, lines mine's, so. mine's let's fuck around and find out <laughs> 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 like like i don't beat around the bush like obviously like i build a rapport mm-hmm. and build that relationship but i'm all ready to fuck around and find out <laughs> let's go but you do it with love though yeah like like, it's, like i'm a call like i call my clients out 
I challenge yeah. them. But in an, and like I'll say like you are valid in doing this, but how's that working out for you? Right. Yeah. right. Like it's like you seem to be leaning towards this, but I'm also seeing these things happen. And yeah. and a lot of times like it works really well and I read a room, like I've had clients yeah. where I definitely don't do that with because no. Yeah. Um but over time, like a lot of people either seek me out or stay with me because they appreciate that no bullshit kind of mentality that I have. Mm-hmm. And that's in a way like it's it's like validation with directness. Mm-hmm. Um, because I will hundred I tell my clients all the time, I one hundred percent will show up, sit in your shit with you, validate the shit out of you every single session. But I'm also going to challenge you, you and hold you accountable for shitty behaviors that you might be doing. We may try to identify that behavior is a trauma response and why, what need is that fulfilling for you, but is harming the people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, again, some people work really well with that. Some people don't. I'm not the therapist for them. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's what I like to sum it up. Let's fuck around and find out. But I think that's like... <laughs> <laughs> that's the best quality to have though as a therapist though because you it's so important to like you say read the room and mm-hmm. know your client and know what kind of because mm-hmm. I feel like although we are who we are and we don't change that there is kind of like a little bit of like okay I can be a little bit harder with this one yes. I can you know maybe need to tone it down a little bit with mm-hmm. this one so it's kind of like figuring out what mm-hmm. would work for them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you gotta be flexible, them where flexible. Yep. Yes. the rapport is better with this client at this yeah. time so yeah. I can be like so yeah that's that's working great uh-huh no (laughs) and then I have other clients where it's more like I have to they have to lead themselves Mm -hmm. to that kind of idea Mm -hmm. but yeah that's that's my style who wants to follow up after that (laughs) is it style or modality um I I mean it was like we got a couple like therapy style theory framework we got a couple questions like that so I guess like how I how I do things is I try to elicit as much feedback as possible from my client so I could figure out where their mind is and like kind of like where the growth is right and I think we all do that mm-hmm. like tell me what's going on what where are you at whatever um, but I even after sessions I'll be like what did you like about that session mm-hmm. and what did you hate and we're like I don't hate anything okay pick something like if you had to take a guess you know because then it to me points out like okay this is working for this client and if it is a hard moment. Is this because I challenged you? Is this because it's like hard for you to talk about this stuff? Do you not like that part of my approach? That's, Mm -hmm. I need to know that, you know, because then I won't do that anymore. But I try to have like an open forum at the end. Um, But yeah, I'm kind of like Kristen though too. I really like to hold people accountable. And I also like to teach them, which I know Kristen does too, of like teaching them how to do that for themselves. Because that's the whole part of therapy is like becoming technically maybe your own therapist in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, But but yeah, that's kind of like my broad approach, I guess. I feel like we're all pretty similar, Very similar. in that aspect because yeah. I I think that um, you know they're coming to us whether it's insurance paying or them you know paying out of pocket um, they're coming to us for a service and I feel like we're not doing our due diligence if we're not pointing out all of the things that we're seeing mm-hmm. um, in appropriate timing and in the appropriate way and all of that depending on the person meeting them where they're at but uh, you know all these disclaimers right but seriously just like telling them the things that we're seeing like hey I noticed this is this something that you are aware of or do you want to chat about it and if it's a no we can come back to it sure but you know at some point like 
it's important for us to just be like, yo, this is like straight up what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, just going to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. And um, even just like that insight can be like really helpful and kind of get the wheels turning in a really yeah. positive direction. Yeah. Sometimes I think, um, so obviously the, the techniques that I use are sort of CBT based techniques. Mm-hmm. And that's where I like the sort of thoughts feelings behavior cycle because you can you can sort of show them and help them come to that conclusion by saying, Okay, so in this kind of situation, this is what you're thinking, feeling, but then you're doing this, how's that then impacting you? How's it impacting everyone around you? How's it impacting your life? Like long term, short term, you know, what is going on here? How do we break this cycle? So you know, I I feel like that can be a really great great way to sort of lead into this is what we need to work on then this Mm -hmm. bit right here Mm -hmm. and as somebody that works with teens I think like we talked about authenticity with regard to like content creation but I know for me it's really important that I show up authentically with my teen clients um and kind of like Kristen was saying like there's ones that you can be like yes this is what I show up with I, I actually recently had um a client in the hospital and made like the psychiatry team was like, what are you working on with uh, Dr. Rabin? And, you know, the client answered and made a comment about, like, how I'm hilarious. And the psychiatry team was like, oh, really? <laughs> like, because, like, that's a client, like, I know I can joke around with mm-hmm. and things like that. And, you know, and you read the room. Um, but going to something Bobby said about, like, CBT, like, for, like, more technique style, I think it's really important, going back to meet the client where you at, recognizing that, like, not all interventions work for all people. Mm-hmm. Like Say I it louder. <laughs> I still remember like one of my clients had been in therapy before it came in and I always ask if they've been in therapy before, you know, what worked for you in therapy, what did not. And this client said, I will not like don't try to get me to challenge my thoughts. Like that just mm-hmm. doesn't work for me. But I really like mindfulness and that was really helpful because mm-hmm. then I know like if I sit and try to do CBT that's probably not going to be as beneficial as maybe taking a more act approach. Um, And obviously you don't want to practice outside your scope. Like you don't want to try to do an intervention you're not trained in. Don't don't fuck around and find out. (laughs) (laughs) All the time. Not all the time. Don't do that all the time. Or even like, (laughs) I like to also like pick certain like skills from different Mm. like things. Like I love values work from act. um, And, especially working with a lot of individuals with chronic illness, I find values work is really important. Like, you know, what are your values? What can you, how can you still live in alignment with those values despite your chronic illness or new diagnosis or whatever it is? Um, So that goes back to the meeting the client where they're at, but like, that's how I kind of apply it in different like techniques, theories, therapeutic interventions. I like how you, you pull from modalities because I do that too. It's like, if I could just come up with like a broad framework, I guess when I meet the client, I use like a little, obviously use like, you know, just any assessment intervention just to kind of elicit information. But I I use a little bit of psychodynamic in a way. Um, And then I use a little bit of ACT and DBT skills. Um, But yeah, I I do notice that I have to kind of cater it to the client and all that stuff. And yeah, CBT won't work with everybody. Just like ACT won't work with everybody. DBT, I had a client come to me and she's like, please don't DBT me at all. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's talk about, let's figure out why first. Okay. But I feel you, I get it. Well, that's the thing. I think, I feel like sometimes it's like a certain aspect of that type of therapy that they didn't sort of agree mm-hmm. with. And yeah. there's yeah. so many different parts. Like yeah. it's it like thought broadened. challenging with, with CBT. Like 
we don't have to do that. Like we can, you know, we can just look at like pure behavioral type stuff and that's still mm-hmm. part of CBT and like yeah. exposure ladders, hierarchies, things mm-hmm. like that, behavioral experiments. So I feel like it's just, and, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been known to sort of like draw from other modalities that, you know, Absolutely. like I've got like DBT yeah. skills book and things like that. But obviously I have to be careful because I'm not trained in DBT. So right. I can't, you know, I can't sort of claim that I'm delivering DBT, mm-hmm. but I do sort of like to pull from different things, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just use what, what, what works, feels appropriate. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay. So we probably have time for a couple other questions. So I'm going to pull some that are not as therapeutic. Um, before we get to some of the funnier ones, favorite book. I thought that was a good one. You can be like mm-hmm. therapy related, or not anything by colleen hoover okay especially ugly love bald like a baby <laughs> oh my gosh okay okay right i like to cry <laughs> i have so many um i really like untamed by glennon doyle mm-hmm. and i really feel like um especially all like young women it could be a really good read it talks about like all of the you know roles that we play in boxes that we or cages I guess that you know we feel like we are trapped in and learning to be untamed and not having to play by everybody else's rules mm-hmm. for your life mm-hmm. very good stuff in there yeah I love that yeah no I just had to google who who wrote the book because <laughs> I was like I can't remember for the for the life of me who, who wrote it but um, Blame My Brain, it's called, by Nicola Morgan, I think it said. Let me just double check. <laughs> yeah, so it's like an explanation about how the teenage brain works, obviously because I work with teens. This is a book I tell all of my parents and teenagers to read because it just, it's so digestible for teenagers, like it's written for teenagers. And it explains about like all of the changes that are going on in like adolescence and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And it's just so validating for teenagers mm. because of like you know it goes into like sleep cycles yeah. and like you know messiness and laziness quote unquote like <laughs> you know all of that kind of stuff that's like very typical and yeah just very validating for teenagers so brilliant book oh my god i have like 10 books in my head right now um most of them are like related to buddhism i am really spiritual um and i been following buddhism for about like 18 years now i think the four agreements is like my favorite book it's a really short read the basic premise that i took from it is that like suffering is a part of life and i think it really kind of ties into therapy of like when people come to therapy they're like oh my gosh i don't want to cry or some people some people are like yes i can't wait to cry but that's, that's christmas you know yeah <laughs> but um i think it kind of normalizes for like at least western culture that it's okay to have really shitty days it's part of it it's like part of the gig um it's all a matter of what you do with your time and if you you know have some choices not everybody has like all the choices in the world but that book really resonated with me and it kind of like guides my practice even though i don't incorporate spirituality into into therapy as much it's more of a mindset for me but that's my favorite book so, The Five People You Meet in Heaven by Mitch Albom. <gasps> that, could we high five? <laughs> that was literally on my list in my head. That was such it's, a good book. It's probably my oh favorite my book. I like Tuesdays with Maury by him. Tuesdays and then, a good one. also, like, anything by Jodi Picoult is, I lo- I've loved her since I was a teenager. So, um, oh yeah. God, I for- that book is so I, good. I so do love like that you all. No. 
I do love that you all choose education books pretty much, and then there's me. I'm like, I love youth, youth fiction. Like, that's here, why we love you. Youth fiction, thanks. Well, I mean, not. I mean, yeah, Jodie Picoult and mm-hmm. Tis, like Michelle aren't. Edu- I mean, they have educational yeah. stuff in it, but not. Yeah, Eckert, I like Eckhart Tolle too. A New Earth. I will say. The audiobook put me to sleep, which was kind of good, I guess, because I was tired when I was reading it. But yeah, but it, it, that book is really good too. Sleep hygiene. Sleep, uh, yes, yeah, sleep hygiene. <laughs> okay, so we're just gonna do some random questions. Ooh. So, um, is cereal a soup? No, absolutely yes, it is. Sorry, I taught, spoke at a turn. You go. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I do not think it's a soup. I don't understand this question. At it all. could fall into the soup category for sure because it's right. a liquid in a bowl with a spoon. Right. But would you count melted ice cream as a soup? I mean, technically, if we're looking at consistency and the utilization of the utensils, yeah, it would be a soup. But but the cereal isn't a liquid. You're right. But, the but cereal that's is thing. solid. But, here, but well, that's like potato soup. Chicken noodle soup. They yeah. have solids in it. There is solids. No soup this has to be warm. Things. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, soup has yeah. to be warm. Yo, yeah, that's it. I feel like yeah. this became a battle of the Christians. <laughs> no, you, no, that's a good point though I think because it's there's always a there's 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 Kinaitra's solid first. items and it has Red to be warm. Yeah. I didn't think what about if there's cold soup? No, there is. You can't have cold there soup. is cold soup. Though, I mean, you isn't there? Tec- you technically no. can eat it. I mean, therapists eat cold soup for lunch every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's supposed to be warm, Christian. <laughs> <The intention. laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think we decided... We don't know. It should be illegal. <laughs> I think that there's a dialectic. I think it's a both cold. and. A yeah, both yeah, and. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Love that. Um, if you could be a condiment, what would you be? Kristen would 100% be sriracha. What? Are you talking about you, no, Kristen? No, I or this would Kristen? be like fucking white mayo. I literally was thinking mayo! <laughs> I would 100% be boring ass mayo, but not like, not like Miracle Whip, because that shit's gross. I'd be like Dukes. Dukes. I was going to say Dukes. You'd be Dukes. I'd be like a high class mayo. Yeah. Maybe like a garlic aioli. You, you could be a spicy mayo. You I'd be like a garlic aioli. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> a little extra. So is it like what you feel like your, per, like what per, fits your personality? You can or interpret this you in could any be way. any, you know, condiment, what would you want to be? You can yeah. interpret this any way well, you want, I was Janelle. like, mayo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, slather me on a sandwich and call me good. <laughs> I was like, you could, if you could be anything and you choose to be mayo. <laughs> yeah, mayo. Kristen is mayo, though. <laughs> I don't know what I would be. What? I don't know. Something really British. HP sauce. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, you could be that onion spread that you brought. Okay, I'll be that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, marmalade. Wait, does like cream cheese count as like a condiment? Yeah, you put it on a bagel. Yeah, I think so. You would be cream cheese. Yeah, plain cr- mayo. Plain cream cheese. I'm delicious. <laughs> Mayo's that's, that's delicious? Bro, you think oh, mayo is better than cream cheese? <laughs> no, I eat, I will literally take bites of cream cheese off yes. of it. Yes. Like, okay. give yeah. me a stick of cream cheese. Homegirl's good. Decadent. <laughs> so are you sriracha? Is that I'm what assuming we, so, yeah. I guess. Do I, think, like, I don't really know what I would... Yeah, what do you identify with? Not, don't listen to Kristen. What do you feel? I kind of feel like... Chili on a hot dog? I kind of feel like I'm relish. 
Um, and I don't know why. I just keep thinking about it, and I really don't have a rationale. <laughs> just chopped up pickles. Like I think about relish, and I'm like, people like if you think about getting a hot dog, right? You mm-hmm. get a hot dog, and then you put like the condiments on. When you have relish on that bitch, it's like another. It's like a game changer. So you're out of this world. <laughs> I think I'm out of this world. <laughs> So, like, all that's coming to mind is condiments I like, but I don't know if they know. really represent me. Like, I really like buffalo sauce, mm. but I don't know if that represents me. I really like blue cheese. Frank's Red Hot. <laughs> Frank's Red Hot. That's what I eat. I feel like the condiments I like are, like, very acquired <laughs> tastes, but I don't know if that's me. So I was about to say, so are you saying you're an acquired I, taste? I don't know. You all can tell me. You've spent three days with me now. I don't think we know, like, the psychology of, like, condiments. <laughs> Is there anybody out there who does? You want to slide yeah. into our email? Analyze us, please. Analyze us and tell us what we are. Thank you. That should be a degree. <laughs> okay, and then the last question that we have time for. Who is the one most likely to be a getaway driver in a bank robbery? I think it's this Kristen. So I think I, it's Dr. I Kristen. I say that, but I also feel like that she wouldn't be the getaway driver because she would be the one robbing the bank. <laughs> and again, we ha- yeah. I know we had this conversation, but the only way Kristen would succeed as a getaway driver is she showed up with the Honda. The Tesla would only get us 300 miles. Listen, my beat up Honda, don't sleep on it. Do you right? know what? Like, I'm just thinking, what, could it possibly be me because I was pressured into it? Because well, that, yes! Yeah. 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 So Kristen. Kristen's the, the robber, time. Yeah. and Bobby pressure, er, and she pressured Bobby. And the whole no, time I, I, mean, I can't no. believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I'm doing this. Jess oh is God. in the backseat giving us a freaking lecture. <laughs> yeah, Jess is going to be like, listen, guys, ethics. wear your gloves, wear your mask, <laughs> get in and get out. This is going to be quick. <laughs> so just in case this does happen, I call shotgun. <laughs> I guess, should we do a disclaimer that this is all hypothetical? <laughs> Wait, but I could also, I'm a decent driver, guys. That is no, a you false aren't. statement. I could. I could be the getaway driver. Guys, my chaotic no. energy well, would get us I going. Her, so you're not a good driver, but <laughs> she would be really no good reason. at probably like a getaway drive. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, no, yeah. getaway. Yeah. Like, you know what? No, you're her right. Her energy is good for that. Her drive, her chaotic driving energy. We and then that I just feel like is something helpful. Okay, yeah. maybe, maybe yes. then I robbed the bank because I was pressured into it. Maybe, maybe you and I both went in together. <laughs> or you're just in, you're in the trunk. No, no, the no we went in Just together, like hiding, I, crying. I don't want to do this. I don't want to hurt anybody. Bobby's getting ready. She's going to be on the lookout for the train coming by. Too many inside jokes. Oh, oh my gosh. So we don't know who's driving the car. But it's, it's going to be the Honda. It's going to be Kristen in the Honda. It's going to be me and Kristen's Honda. I feel like Honda we're playing Dom. Clue. Yeah. It's Kristen in the, in, Honda. In the Honda. Honda. Bobby in the trunk. Bobby in the yeah. trunk with the gloves right. and the mask that Jess lectured them all on. <laughs> and I've been tasked with her. And, and, and yeah. Janelle's riding shot, right shotgun and watching Jess, her own TikToks. in the back in the middle. Kristen wants the... Kristen wants the ox cord. <laughs> Give me the ox, you guys. The music today. I couldn't handle it. This emo stuff. Oh my, god. oh my gosh. I was like literally Snapchatting everybody. I was like, God help me. I don't know any of the words. <laughs> well, if we, if we, this is hypothetical, obviously, but if we were to rob a bank, we would clearly not be playing your music on the way there. <laughs> we would not. No, because we need to be you wouldn't want, We don't need to cry on the way there. You don't yeah. want Miserable at Best by Mayday Parade playing in the background Please while we're... Don't I'm leaving. <laughs> You're trying your hardest, and the hardest part no. is 
Oh, the bank robbers calling. That was beautiful. So I feel like, you know, that's a really good ending (laughs) to this episode. No, but I want to end it as I have ended all my episodes with you all. Is there anything else that you want to share? I do. She so politely just raised her hand for all of those that you can't see. Yes, I want to say congratulations on 100 episodes. Yes. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. You did that. You did that. Thank you. Well, thank you all for being here with me. <laughs> I don't know where I was. I feel like I'm going to cry, so I'm not going to uh, do that. But anybody else want to say any less? I've officially been on your podcast three times. I know you have. Yeah. Bad bitch over here. <laughs> wow. Thank Nobody you. who's counting, though? Not me. Not, not Kristen. Thank you for doing this with us, honestly. Yeah. It's been this a pleasure. was fun. This yeah. was so fun. fun. Very special. Yes. And Kristen just released her therapy journal, so shout out yeah. to Kristen. Oh, I can link that in the show yeah, notes too. Yeah. And I can link Dr. Amazon, Kristen's book in the show notes. Yeah. And nice. everything else. I'll link you can everybody. Buy me a coffee with a link in my bio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean I'll I'll link all your socials and everything. Well, on that note, since you'll be buying everybody's <laughs> journals, books, and Janelle a coffee. I'm just giving me a follow, please. And, and following <laughs> give Bobby. Bobby. Give Bobby follow a follow. follow. Just validation. Thank you all for joining for today's episode of Psych Talk. Thank you so much for being here, whether this was the first episode you listened to, which kind of was chaotic if it was. <laughs> so go back and listen to the others, or if you've been with me from the beginning, I appreciate it. I would not be here without you all, so thank you, and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Psych Talk. I hope you found so much value. If you loved what you heard or gained some knowledge, I would love for you to take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram stories, and tag me at Jessica Lee PhD. Additionally, I would be honored if you leave a review and five-star rating so I can continue to help this podcast grow. If you are not already, follow me on Instagram and join my Facebook community, Grow Through What You Go Through. Thank you for joining me today, and I cannot wait for you to join me during the next episode. Remember, you are loved, you are worthy, and you are braver than you know.